Let us pray. O Lord, speak in this place, in the calming of our minds and in the longing of our hearts, by the words of my lips and in the thoughts that we form. Speak, O Lord, for your servants listen. Amen. Before moving to Florida about 14 years ago, Bill and I lived in Ohio, and my parents at the time were living in Lakeland, Florida. As mom and dad aged, they took to flying to Cincinnati to visit rather than taking the long car trip. One of my pickup trips to the airport, I thought it would be a fun adventure to take my not-quite-three-year-old granddaughter along. It was prior to the convenience of cell phone lots and airplane tracking. You'll recall those days of arriving at the airport, checking the screens to find the arrival gate and the ETA. If you were lucky, it was only a matter of minutes before, between arriving at the gate and joyfully celebrating the arrival of your loved ones. Sometimes there was even the unexpected delight of a strong tailwind that spun the plane earlier. Unfortunately, we were not quite that lucky. On that day, their flight status was blinking bold letters, delayed, 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 with no indication of how long the delay would be. Now, in case you haven't noticed, airport entertainment is at a minor commodity especially for children. Even Max, the security German Shepherd, failed to hold Hannah's attention by the sixth time around the concourse. Four hours later, after I had parked the car, thankfully I remembered to write down the deck and space number, with their luggage securely in the trunk, Mom took her place in the front seat while Dad slid in the back seat next to the anything but joyful Hannah Marie. Trying to get her to smile, Dad reached over and lovingly twerked her foot a little bit. Her response was an indignant, Eeh. Dad muttered something I didn't quite hear, but Hannah did. Peggy Grandma, Great Catpaw called me a grouch. Well, I said, you didn't have your nap and you're a little bit cranky. To which she responded, it's not nice to call people names. Ah, from the words of babes, right? From the mouths of babes. Okay, Hannah, what would you like great grandpa to call you? After a few moments, she leaned forward in her car seat and said, I don't want your dad to call me anything except Cinderella. From that day on until his death, my father's favorite great-granddaughter was named Cinderella. In our gospel reading today, we hear Jesus ask 
who do people say the Son of Man is? And his disciples answered, some say you're John the Baptist, returned from the dead. Others say Elijah, and still others, another prophet. Do you think it's odd that Jesus asked the question? I mean, didn't Jesus already know who he was? Do you think he intended as a pop quiz to see if the apostles had really been seeing and hearing and learning his message? Was it to reveal who the Holy Spirit, the Father in heaven, had picked to receive the keys? Maybe Jesus was seeking a little ego affirmation, seeking validation of his own revelation, especially in light of the constant yammering by his critics, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Or maybe, since Jesus was both fully divine and fully human, maybe he experienced that self-doubt that so often overcomes each of us in the face of rejection or criticism. encourage you not to get bogged down in the spin-off questions of speculating why Jesus asked the question, who do they say I am? Instead, let's focus on the second question. Who do you say I am? Who do you say Jesus is? Because our answer, like Peter's, is very self-revealing. Your answer not only defines who Christ is for you, but who you are in relationship to him. Now, scripture contains no less than 50 different names for Jesus, from Alpha to Omega, from Advocate to Wonderful Counselor. Each is a different facet of who Christ is for us, and with us, and in us. In considering our relationship with Christ, we must intentionally sit quietly with him. I want to encourage you to experiment in your prayer time, addressing the Creator by another name, Son of Man who art in heaven. Savior of the world, have mercy on me. Holy Redeemer, reconcile my heart. Let the title bring new life to your prayers. Gracious Shepherd, shepherd me beyond my wants, beyond my fears. And then, then I challenge you to enter into an even deeper conversation with the Messiah, the Son of the living God. I challenge you to turn the question around. Christ Jesus, who do you say that I am? This, my dear ones, is what leads you to the transformation that Paul was writing about in his letter to the Romans. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your minds and hearts so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good 
and acceptable and perfect. Paul reminds us that as Christians, our self-worth and our identity is not found in the world, but in Christ, who is the Messiah for all. That's why Peter's proclamation of Jesus as the Messiah is a major turning point in our lives and the relationships between Jesus and his followers. For each time we pray, each time we gather together and praise and worship, each time we receive the Holy Eucharist, we proclaim who Christ is for us, and in turn, we open ourselves to hear who Christ tells us we are. Last week, Father John retold the gospel story through the eyes of the Apostle John, one of the sons of thunder. In his narrative, the Apostle said that Jesus' responses were often frustrating, never giving a straight answer to a simple question, and oftentimes his actions did not and do not make any earthly sense to us. But it's just like Jesus. It is just like Jesus to affirm us as his beloved, even when we don't feel lovable. It is just like Jesus to comfort us when we feel inconsolable. It is just like Jesus to knock us off our high horse when we have become full of ourselves. It is just like Jesus to turn our world upside down and it is just like Jesus to claim us as his own. We simply need to ask him the question, who do you say I am? Today's gospel discourse is most significant in that it's found in all three of the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. In each of these gospels, though most obviously in Mark and Matthew, this is when Peter states his belief who is that Jesus is the Messiah. And yet only in Matthew, in his telling of the story, do we find important details that are found neither in Mark nor in Luke. In both Mark and Luke's gospel accounts, we hear Jesus asked them, who do you say I am? Peter answered him, you are the Messiah. But in Matthew, we hear Jesus' response to Peter. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Peter, a mere fisherman. Peter was enthusiastic, strong-willed, impulsive, and at times even brash. Peter, well known for sticking his foot in his mouth, often. His doubt almost got him drowned. And although Jesus knew that Peter would deny even knowing him three times, Jesus still called him blessed. 
because Jesus knew how much Peter loved him. Lord Christ, who do you say I am? My dad died a couple years ago. At 21 now, Hannah still claims the name Cinderella, especially when she feels she's being treated unjustly. Her Prince Charming has not shown up yet, and I'm urging her to keep both shoes on for the time being because she has miles to go. And I'm also encouraging her to not wait until she's as old as her Peggy grandma was before beginning to prayerfully ask the question, Lord Christ, who do you say I am? For the question has no age requirement, nor does it ever become outdated. The answer is always affirming of his love for us. It is often life-altering. And it is one that is constantly unfolding as we age into our and being transformed by his love. Let us pray. Christ, creator and redeemer, mercifully grant that we may be delivered from the disquietude of this world that we may hear your voice as we ask the question, Lord, who do you say that I am? Amen.